Peace, peace. What's up, Shannon Holmes? Appreciate you coming on. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. He walking in the hood. We walking the streets. Walking the streets. Got All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by author from the Bronx, Shannon Holmes. What's up, man? How you doing? What's good? Yo, you talking to three people from the Bronx. I think you know Rob, right? From from B-Rob? Definitely know Rob. Rob, I, I, well, Rob grew up in me. I like to say I grew up with Rob, but Rob is a couple years younger than me. So Rob knows me well, and I know him well. I mean, think he know my character anyway. You know what yes, I'm saying? So. Yes, sir. I know you very well, homeboy. You, you're the big homie. And <laughs> nah, I don't do the gang. I don't get. Uh, I'm not in the gang. My man, <laughs> gang like if we used to be gang. <laughs> no, was, no, gang know, no gang related shit. We don't do no gang shit. We don't do the gang shit. We just it was a it was a block thing. You know what I'm saying? It was a you know I always say how my life would have been different had I grew up one block over. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My one block over is a different school district. That's right. That's you know right. what I'm saying? I'd have been with Bronx Square and White Plains Road niggas. Okay. But because I grew up in the school district was PS78, 135, and then we all met at Evander. Right. Mm-hmm. But because I played basketball, right. I knew those dudes prior to that. And I was crazy. You know, I always like to say. I, I, I always thought you was going to be a hooper. Not even a hooper. You was also nice with your hands, too. I thought you was going to be a boxer, too, brother. I, I never, that never entered my mind, but like. I'm the last of six kids. Like, a lot of people don't know that I got five other brothers and sisters. A lot of people know my twin sister, but they right. don't know we got four of the siblings in front of us. Mm. So, I was the last of six. So, my father always told me, like, yo, don't come home crying. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't come home crying. And I never did. You know what I'm saying? I never came home and got my... I always hated those dudes who had... I had brothers. But my brothers wasn't there for me. My brothers, they went to the military at an early age. Oh, so I got a brother that's 10 years older than me and a right. brother that's five years older than me. That's right. So at eight years old, my brother's 18. He went to the military to save his life. Mm. At 12 years old, my middle brother, who was a square, went went to the military too. Okay. So it was yeah. different. You know, we I just grew up different. So I understand the gang mentality because like, you know, the gangs got something over top of a, a regular society. Gangs are open 24 hours a day. Regular society is nine to five or whatever. So right. I understand that mentality. So, you know, I click with dudes I grew up with. So those same dudes, like from Hillside, Boston Road, right. I fought to be friends with, to right. be friends with. Yo, at, at one time in particular, you had a broken hand in front of the starters and got dizzy. That's <laughs> Yo, yeah, I had a fight. I had a fight in the Stardust with uh, God bless the dead. I think Grady. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, everybody thought he was gonna beat me, but it didn't happen that way. He was like six four, maybe like five ten at the time. No, and he he rushed me to slam me, but I wound up slamming him. Right. And Georgie from Eaterwall, who's from Boston Road too, he saved my life that night. He put me in the cab. He said, "Yo, get up out of here. They can't fight without you." <laughs> they couldn't. They were, the fight was over. You know what I'm saying? So, and from that, school, you know, from that, but school, like that he, he, even dudes from the valley, God bless the dead, Cyril and Kinley, I went to school with them niggas. So when they came to beef with Boston Road, they wasn't checking for me. Mm-hmm. 
That's there. So, well, I, so Cyril said, you know, buy me pizzas. Like, you know, like, we, I had a camaraderie. Like, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I had good friends in my life, man, and Cyril right. was one of them. Right. So to have a, to be a good friend, you had to have a good friend. Right. So they, t- they teach you the way, how to be a good friend. So I had good friends in my life, so I understood the, so, and it was never like, yo, you know, even the Evander, when Cyril came, or when Cyril fought Nigel, was epic. You know, that was the epic fight for a young nigga like him to step up and fight a dude that was four, five years older than him. And, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this, growing up on Boston Road, if you didn't know how to fight, forget about it, son. You had oh. to have hands, yo. You had to know how to square yeah. and do your fucking business. And I'm gonna tell you this, honestly, I never had an issue because I learned how to fight, period. Yeah, I mean, it's different now. Like, these kids, you know, they kill you. We went to free lunch with each other. We, we, yeah. we played basketball in the schoolyard, you know, learn how to slam dunk, run off the wall, you know what I'm saying? And in Hillside Park, which they called White Boy Park when I was growing up, because right. white people lived in Hillside. Right. They didn't live in the lower. See, my, my history in Boston Road, you can't never question that because I went to church over there. I went to St. Phillips and James. I didn't go to the school. I went to the church. Right. My right. parents are black Catholic. Like right. that's unheard of now. Right. I learned how to drive right. on my way to church, bro. Right. My father worked transit. Like it's, it's, my whole story is different from a lot of people on Boston Road, bro. Well, let's you know let's, what I'm saying? Let's talk about this story then. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, how'd you, how'd, you, how'd you become an author? Tell us your story, how you became an author. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, I was also, I was a long time reader, first time writer. The first thing I ever wrote was a book. But I always, 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 always like reading. You know what I'm saying? My reading scores always exceeded my math scores. And if you're a certain age, you got these books where they send you little graphs back from your teacher, where they saying, you know, so they said that he's a little slow. They, I said, wow, I'm looking at this shit back. I go to my mom's crib and look at that shit back. I'm like, damn. They said I was slow? Like, nobody ever said I was smart, but. Right, they say you're slow. At the end of the day, I ran with dudes five to 10 years my peers from Boston Road when I sold drugs. You couldn't come out on a block and be your age and just say I got work and just want to shake out and make sales. That wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. Niggas was checking you and they was chin checking you. Yes, What work you got? Who work you got? And if that dude name you said wasn't valid, they were smacking you and taking your work and telling them, yo, come see me. Right, that's right. And they meant every word of that. That's right. That's how it was. So, okay. So I get in jail. I, I did I did 11 years, two, threes, and a five. My last year, my last time I did a five years. I met a kid in jail and he just changed my life. He wrote three books. And I was talking to him, and I was like, yo. And I thought to myself, this is no knock on him. God bless the dead. I said, I'm smarter than this dude. I live longer, I've done more things, and I saw more things. Right. Because hustling with older dudes, you get a different window That's than right. you privy right. to hustling with dudes your age. That's right. So I always was a dude, my father made me, I had, I had a license since I was 16. So when I first went out of town, I might've been 17, I met a 16, God bless the dead. I bought a 16 with, with my man Toy and Ramboy, God bless the dead. 
We're gonna get into that later. We're gonna get into that. That's a deep story. That's a deep story, yes, sir. So, I went out of town with him, and I can remember my mother asking her, where was you at all day? I said, I went to the music park, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the bus broke down. <laughs> because back then, it wasn't no cell phones and people. That's right. My parents didn't have no people. You know what I'm saying? So they couldn't call me. So it, it was, you deal with what you got to, you deal with what you deal with when you get home. I'm going to take the ass with it for being out or whatever I was going to be doing when I get home. You feel what I'm saying? It wasn't none of that other shit where you could call me, where you at, you better be home. Nah. It was, you either call home, you didn't, and get the ass with when you got home. That's so right. I went to DC. So at that time, this was like 86. You know what I'm saying? Crack probably came out 85. And uh 86. It was 86. I I remember like it was it was like yesterday. It was so a crew, it was a crew of y'all that left that didn't come back. It wasn't me. I wasn't on the first wave. I wasn't on the first wave, don't get me wrong. But it was niggas that was on the first wave. But that wasn't because I didn't have type of parents. My my parents were stern. My, my my father worked for transit. My mother was a was a meter maid and they wasn't having that shit. They right. wanna know where their kids is at at all times. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, my father saw me gravitating to the street and he was like, yo, Shannon, with the, with, 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 with the thing that he didn't realize that he had to adjust his game. He never adjusted his game. He thought the same thing that works on my brothers that would work on me. And now, nah, I saw something different than my brother saw. I was in a, I was in the midst of a pandemic, an epidemic, a crack right. cocaine epidemic. So niggas was literally going out of town broke and coming back rich coming back in Mercedes Benz. And I was watching this, and I was seeing it. So my father said to me one day, he says, yo, Shannon, the shit you want, the things you, things you want, you're gonna have one day in time. But I was from the microwave era, I wanted my shit, not now, but right now. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't understand what he was saying. He was saying, yo, he told me, he said, a couple of times, he said, yo, you going to jail. You going to jail. And I was like, he don't know nothing. Oh, he don't know nothing. I never had no pain to associate that shit with. Right. You know what I'm saying? What he was saying to me. As I got older, I did. Right. So he said, you going to jail. I said, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, and wound up doing what, exactly what happened. Whatever he said was going to happen, happened to me. And then, I mean, you know, I did 11 years in jail. He said, yo, Shannon. He said to me one day, he said, yo, Shannon, I don't know how you did all that time in jail. He said, he said, one day in jail, too much to Wow. He said, I don't got to look on my shoulder for nothing. Mm. I ain't did nothing to nobody. And this is my this is my father. Not yeah. my stepfather. This is my father. But right. my father never adjusted his game from my brothers to me. Right. Mm. He thought the same things that he said to my brothers who worked on me, they didn't. I right. saw something different. And I was uh, infatuated by the streets. That shit excited me. He was growing up in a different time, so him relating to you wouldn't it wouldn't reach you the way it would reach your brother. It and, did, and you took life into your own hand. It's crazy. Exactly. I, I was willing to mortgage my today for tomorrow. That's fucking exactly. It's, mm-hmm. it's no other way I can put it. I mortgage my right now for the tomorrow. And I know a lot of dudes that didn't make it here. You know, when I hear these young niggas, they be like, "Yo." These old niggas think they know everything. I said, yo, homeboy, check this out. You can never make me feel bad about my age. I'm 51 years old. Mm-hmm. You can never make me feel bad about my age. I, I say, I know, a lot of, I know a lot of dead young niggas. Yep. Sure. Charlie, 
Charlie, uh, uh, Toy, uh, Walt, uh, uh, I can go on all day, man. One of my, one of my greatest friends in my life. Right. You can't never tell me about that, bro. You can't, you can't never. And I had to fight my best friend to be his friend. He wanted to know, you know, I said, Joe, nigga, on Halloween, nigga said, Joe, I got an A with your name on it. I said, Joe, you hit me with that A, he's fighting. <laughs> nigga walked up to me and hit me with that A and we fought. <laughs> Straight like that. But we became friends. So a couple of days later, I mean, I'm in 135, about to get jumped by some white boys. This nigga saves me. Mm. And a girl says to me one day, she says, yo, she said, this, that same day I get on the bus, on a special bus. Everybody know who went to 135. We had special buses that bust us in to that area. Special, yo. <laughs> so she said to me, she said, Shannon, I, 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 I didn't know you had that many friends. And I said to myself, me either. Because I was a, I was a quiet kid. I wasn't, I wasn't on the block yet. Cause I couldn't get on the block yet. Right. I wasn't that age. But I eventually did get out of the block. And I can remember my man, Nelson Hayes and Vernon Hayes, God bless the dead. I can remember his brother chasing him off the block. Mm. Get the fuck out of here. And I remember, I remember thinking like, yo, I wish that was my brother. Wow. But my wow. brother, my brother was a half away, a half a world away in Korea and Germany. Mm -hmm. What the fuck my brother's gonna tell me? I'm 16. What they gonna tell me? They can't tell me nothing. Right. They can't tell me nothing. Right, I was doing, I was, I was surviving without them. I was thriving without them. And right. I clicked, I clicked with Boston Rollers 6. I clicked with them niggas. They was my friends. I went to 78, 135 with them niggas. And we just, we just quit. Yo, outside, outside of being more careful, you got a book coming out with Boston Royals, correct? Yeah, that's my autobiography. That's my old to that block. I feel like after I lay that down, all them niggas nothing. Because when I got it, other than the niggas that walked to school with me, Junie, Blue, you know, Ronnie, the niggas, out, the niggas that's my age, Older niggas, they never met me no well, bro. And I didn't understand it when I got it. When I got the bag, the niggas was coming at my head like, yo, we could do this and we could do that. The niggas never gave me nothing unless I sold crack for them niggas. I took a, I took a 500 pack or whatever pack and I bought them back 300. The niggas never made me well. I understand them niggas now. I get it. That's right. I get it. Let's talk you know about, what I'm saying? Let's talk about be more careful how that came about. And I oh, remember. Okay, yeah, I'm getting off, I'm getting off course. I'm sorry. I'm emotional. That's all good. Yeah, it's all good. It's all passing. Be more careful being the book that it is. And I remember it coming out because I remember going down to Baltimore and you was like, yo, Rob, what you going to Baltimore for? Make sure you ain't going down there to get your hands dirty. And I'm like, yo, I'm not going down there for that shit. He's like, look, I'm going to put this book out. And trust me, you're not gonna wanna go down there. And I stayed in Baltimore for 17 years. Wow. Baltimore is the craziest fucking city on the planet. But read that something. book. I'm gonna tell you this, reading that book, and I went down there in 2000, reading that book helped me understand the culture of Baltimore. Cause Baltimore is either east side or west oh, side. Right. Talk, yeah. talk about how you put those words together to create that book. I mean, I'm, I've never met a nigga in the system that was more like a New York nigga than a Baltimore nigga. When a Baltimore nigga got love for you, it's bulletproof. It's fact. Only you can fuck that up. Shout out to Uche. 
You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm in Maryland. I'm on Maryland and DC. A certain size of Maryland, Maryland and DC. It's a uh, it's a line that divides it, M- much like Mount Vernon and the Bronx, the Bronx. and uptown. So, you know, if you on uh, Mount St. Michael's, Mount St. Michael's is on both. It's in both Mount Vernon and the Bronx. Yeah. So. At some points in DC, you can cross the street and you'll be in Maryland. At some points in Maryland, you can cross the street and you'll be in DC. That's right. Yeah, because, hey, 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 Shannon, uh, 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 not to cut you off, because I, I live down here. I live down here in, in Maryland, and DC literally like eight minutes down the street. I live, I live right, like right off the main. Well, where the you main, live at? Where you live at? Where you live at? Nah, I live out here in College Park. With the university, oh, yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely right I live right, in right, 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 right off, Yeah, Baltimore Avenue, Route One. Yo, I lived in Langley Park. Get out of here. That's right. That's the next block. That's the next street over. Like the next street over. Langley Park on TikTok Liquors over here, near there. Yeah, I was just down there today. University University Boulevard and Riggs Road, bro. I lived there. Yeah. Yeah. So we so the the street that that separates DC from Merlin is Eastern Avenue. Yeah. Eastern Avenue. That's 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 the prime meridian right there. But yeah, man. World, world, bro. I, ain't, I ain't never knew you lived down there in Langley Park, bro. Yo, bro, I lived in Langley Park and I lived in New Hampshire Avenue, New Hampshire Towers, bro. Wow. All right, so 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 tell you what, when you lived when you lived in Langley Park, right by TikTok, you know about Kenny's carryout? Nah. That's like when I lived in Park, Bro, you gotta think about this. This is like 88, 90. 88, oh, 90. 90. Okay, okay, 88, yeah, early 90. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I came, when I was out there, and uh, when I was out there, it was, it was a different feel. So I came out there, yo, literally, I came out there for a weekend, and I, I saw the, I saw the setup, I said, I'm not going back home. My father packed my shit and took it to my sister's house. Wow. I ain't bullshit. Mm. I ain't bullshit. Mm. The money was just that great. I saw too much money, I said, I'm not going back home. You know what I'm saying? I said that school, this is my rationale at that time, Evander. I said that school's gonna always be there. This money's not. That's right. Yeah. Let's get this TikTok money. right on there, University Boulevard and Riggs. On the corner. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, 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 so that was my, so I go out of town. Actually, as I said, I went out of town, I went out of town with Toy and my man Rambo. And uh, I think my man Mike McGeechee. From from Seymour Avenue, put us on to the spot. He was hustling out there, young wild nigga, and they they had wound up shooting a cop in D.C. Damn. So they wound up getting like I think seven years, and I can remember my man Slick getting like five years in D.C. I went to go see him at the D.C. jail, and I can remember I, I cried when he got five years. Cause to me that was a lifetime. Because right. at that point we were just living summer to summer. Right. We hadn't experienced right. we hadn't experienced death yet. We thought we was footerproof. We was young, wild, and, and we was the front line of the crack era, literally. That's right, literally. We was the front line. The first young niggas, it was them and it was us, and they put us on the front line because they know if they get locked up, we going home to our parents. If they uh, if they get locked up, they going to jail. Yeah. So we was hustlers. So don't get me wrong, you know I call them dudes some good bad guys. There was some good bad guys. A lot of them was good bad guys, but yeah, yeah, yeah. When we got to DC, we got to DC. The niggas lost their fucking mind. The old niggas that was in front of us, they lost their fucking mind. 
that money corrupted them and spoiled them. Any 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 bone of integrity they had in their body, they lost it over Yo, the flag. I remember, I remember being in front of the starters and the nigga not rolled up on me and said, Yo, shorty, why don't you come out of town with me? My punk ass said, Nope, I ain't going out of town. I was yeah, 13. You did. <laughs> you, I was 13 years old. You did the right thing. The right yeah, thing, I, bro. I had a fucking. I remember I had a fur hat on and a cotton jacket, and not rolled on me like your shorty. What's up? You looking good, son? Why don't you come out of town with me, right quick? Yo, a lot of niggas was leaving niggas in jail and not bailing them out. Like there was, there was certain codes to the game that niggas was breaking. And and, and, it's, funny, and it's funny you mentioned Toy because right at that time Toy was having Toy. Me and Toy hung out every day. We played ball together. He played, he yeah, was up Toys, the hill, down Toys, the hill. Toys was up the hill. That's right, you know he crossed the But because his, because his cousin was from down the hill, right. he had, right. you know, he was, he had like a easy pass. You know what I'm saying? Easy I mean, but at, at one point in time, I didn't get that up the hill, down the hill shit because we all rolled together. We was one. Mm-hmm. But when I went to jail, and, and it was like, yo, down the hill, don't fuck up the hill, but I had friends from both spots. Mm-hmm. Like her dog, like, we was probably, Herb Dog was from a private house. Like, uh, uh, probably like six or five years old, I had to fight Herb Dog at one point in time. He lived on 219 for Laconia. That's my brother, that's my bro, that's, I love that dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? And we love each other. But at one point in time, we fought, we was kids. But we was friends, we was always friends, no matter what. No matter what. So, you know, I had to fight a lot, of, I had to fight Ronnie, I had to fight a lot of dudes I grew up with. But there wasn't no malicious shit. It was just to see if he was tough. Yeah. Well, well, tell, tell you, tell you what, uh, like you know, we talking about the knuckle game and all that. What, what was your your toughest fight, honestly? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this though, real quick. The nigga nickname was Larry Holmes. I'm always that's all I'm gonna say. Sir. No, What's his I'm name? gonna tell you who. I'm gonna tell you who's my who's my toughest fight. Debbie. Debbie? Because he, he was a wrestler and I was a fighter. Wow. So he had hit my sister in school. You know, that shit come fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I went right out to Boston Road. And you know, before her boyfriend even got there, her boyfriend was live wire for 219. That's from 219. And White Plains was fly. Like you couldn't even come up that train station without them niggas snuffing you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So. I said he was two, said he was two sixty, and I was two twenty. Damn, forty pounds no, difference. No, 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 no. That's the block. It wasn't no difference. Block, block, block. Okay, block, the block. Okay. That's the that's the block I grew up. We grew up in between. He grew up between Laconia and White, uh, Laconia and Paul. Then I grew up between Laconia and Paul. The two just four blocks up. So okay. I had no problem with Sevy, but you hit my sister. I got a problem with you, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But before that, prior to that. Sevy told me, he's like, yo, could you please tell your sister to leave me alone? I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I guess he did something. My sister, now my sister would press you. My sister was just an aggressive girl, man. I said if my sister was a dude, it'd be a lot of dead people in the world because she was tough. Don't get me wrong. She was an ugly, tough girl. She was just tough. She was pressing. We grew up fighting, and that's what she did. She, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, she had all them brothers, B. So, 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 when Sevy did that, he hit her, whatever. I had to come out, I had to represent myself. There was no if, ands, or buts about it. So, I went outside. Yo, you hit my sister? 
you know, nigga took it up his hood. I snuffed him, boop, boop, boop. You know what I'm saying? In front of my man building. But we fighting in the middle of the street. So the nigga, I got him in the headlock, but he got me in the headlock and I picked him up by suplex this nigga, like on the street, on the pavement. Uh, I was thinking that was gonna break the headlock. Nah, that didn't break the headlock. That nigga was slamming my head into the fucking, into the, into the sewer. I had to tap out. I had to tap out. I had to tap out. I ain't gonna lie to you. But we lived to fight another day. This is my point, you know what I'm saying? I heard the older nigga say back in the days, run, run, run away. Live to fight another day. And that's what these yeah. kids don't do. They can't, they can't, it was before camera phones. We had to fight. The nigga, he beat me. He got the best of me that day. But he knew that I was gonna fight you when I see you again. Yeah. yeah. You got me that day. That's right. We didn't fight again, but you know, he nigga, he knew. Point taken. His point was taken. He used a better man that day. My point was taken, nigga. You hear my sister again? We fight it. Ain't gonna be, it, that's how my father raised it. Yeah. Yo, what's the process yeah. of like writing a book? What, you know, how does, how does one start to write a book? Yo, bro, I had to find my way. Nobody held my hand through that shit, bro. Niggas don't hold your hand through nothing. It's how bad you want it. Niggas think they want it. Me, I had to have it. So I went at it like that. So my thing was this. I went to the prison library and found the book about writing book, and I read it. And I underlined it. I underlined it, the little things. I underlined certain principles about writing because I knew I was not speaking the king's English. I knew who I was talking to, who my, who my audience was, and who my market was. And that's who, so I dumbed it down. I had a cellmate at that time. This nigga was eloquent in his fucking handwriting. He was eloquent in his letters. And every fucking five words, I had to go to the dictionary to find out what the fuck this nigga was saying. I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be like him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I made a constant choice to, to dumb it down. And I was going to ask you about your writing style because read, read and be more careful. It sounds like a conversation that you would have on the street, literally the entire book. But it's in, it's in depth enough that it, it holds your attention to want you to continue to read more. Talk about your writing style and you putting that together, man. Cause hold on, let me put my charger on. But my writing style was uh, I don't know, like they call because they know, call according to the king me, of urban, the king of urban friction, the fiction, bro. But listen, because I had to find my voice. I had to. You know, I had to be by myself just to find. That's the that's the greatest thing I can tell you. I had to be by myself just to find myself. So I didn't read the dude's book that taught me that not, that not taught me how to write, but we talked about writing. I didn't. Yeah. I was small enough. I wanted to be the first me, not the second him. That's right. 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 So when I found yeah. my voice, I was in the cell thinking like, damn, am I feeling myself? Is this really me? Hold on for one second. I'm trying to get my portable charge out. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out if, if this really me, you know, it, 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 or, or I'm just feeling myself because, you know, when you, when you uh, got these ideas in your head and it comes to fruition, you wonder. That's right. I don't know about nobody else, but I sure, I damn sure did wonder like, yo, dog, like, yo, Shannon, like, yo, yo, can you do this shit? You question yourself. Right. You have to question yourself. It's easy. It's easy. It's doubt and a lot of doubt comes into your head, bro. Seats in your head in the middle of the night. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why I love jail because 
still sharp as steel. Them niggas are some fucking bitter niggas. <laughs> they some angry niggas. And I use their fucking angriness and their bitterness against them. Right. That's right. Word. Let me ask you this question. And this and this might be just straight from the artist thing. How important, how important is the imagination? Hello? Can you hear me? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What the fuck are you doing? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. You got an earpiece in? You got an earpiece in. Yeah. We, we can hear you. We can hear you. Hello? Yeah, you can hear us? He's fucking, everything is fucking failing. Hold on one second. Uh-huh. Hello? Show, I'll be right here, fellas. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yes, we can hear you. Damn, why well, I can't hear you? I hear y'all, but uh, I need shit to my My headphones died. I'm trying to find my portable charger. Hello? Yeah. 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 Hello? Yeah. Hold on, let me put you on speaker. Hold on, let me put you on speaker. Why can't I can't put you on speakerphone. Why can't I put you on speakerphone? We, we hear you. Yo, we hear you. We hear you, bro. We hear you. We hear you. He can't hear us. Why can't oh, he can't hear us. Yeah, he can't hear us. Log out. Zane, text him and tell him log out and log back in. Check. He logged out. Logged out. Yeah, he logged out. He'll log back in. Yo, son, he gave us, he gave us a crazy Boston Road history lesson right there, son. Oh. Hey, I love I, I I love the way this this joint is going though. I love right. the way this. Say as an author, what, what's this? What's your your most your most difficult street fight? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, that was a good question, son. You back? You can hear yeah, us. My fucking audio, my fucking my 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 earphones. Back. You can hear yeah. us. Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah, bro. Well, I was. I was asking you, being that you've been through all what you've been through, how important is the imagination? Yo, yeah, you gotta have some have imagination. Like I said, I, I was a first-time reader. I was a, I was a first-time writer, long-time reader. So I read books and I understood the structure of books longer. I mean, much better than I thought I did. But yeah. even still, you have to go through that process. You have to. It's hard, bro. It's it's like it comes down to how bad you want it. It's a lot of dudes that got it's a lot of dudes that that, that live a certain life that got hello stories. But it's a nigga that I, I can say it like this. It's dudes that walk the walk and talk the talk. But really, do that person read meet in one person right. that can express it. That's right. You feel me? So yeah. there's dudes. I'm not saying I'm the realest nigga from Boston. Oh, I never said that. I never said that. But at the same time, you can't discredit. What I was at and what I went through. That's right. See them older dudes, they 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 think like this. I taught you everything you know, not everything that I know. And that's why. Because I had experiences after them niggas. That's right. In jail and in other cities. I didn't just hustle in DC. I hustled in Baltimore without them niggas. I hustled in Pennsylvania without them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was different. So, you know, it, it I like you know, it's just I just want to I just met a nigga in jail and I wanted to change I was at the at the right time in my life where I wanted to change my life. I said, Joe, 
This shit is whack. Lifting weights, playing ball, doing push-ups. My childhood peers was their childbearing years, starting businesses, and you know what I'm saying, having families, getting mortgages and getting car loans. And I was in jail doing push-ups and taking long showers and, and playing space. That shit was trash to me. So when I when I came to that realization, I said, y'all want to move for myself. And so I met dude. And I said, yeah, I'm going to write a book. The market wasn't even there yet. Mm. So I wasn't writing. I wasn't writing a book to get published. I was writing a book to kill time. Right. Mm. Right. Girlfriend, my girlfriend left me. Niggas was fucking with me. Only fucking me when I was on the street. Like, yeah, you good when you're on the street. But when, you, when you're not on the street, we can't fuck with you. Or bitches were saying that shit. So... I had to show him what, you know, what I was going to be. You know, niggas laughed at me in jail, you know, and they could have crushed me if I let them niggas, but I internalized that shit. And I said to myself, what I'm going to be is between me and my God, not between me and no man. You know mm. what I'm saying? So he laughed at me, but I laughed always to the bank thinking about them niggas. Came home, picked up a nigga in my new V. Nigga said, Joe, you got everybody writing a book. I said, yeah, I know. Yeah, getting the get, but when I told them niggas I'm writing the book, <laughs> you write the book. Nigga, this what niggas told me. This what niggas told me. They didn't nigga know. Told me. Nigga told me this. Nigga said, "Yo, you writing the book? We going you gonna sign the book?" And and the nigga told me in the prison yard. Nigga said, "We gonna sign the book on that trash can, and we gonna throw it in this trash can." <laughs> Yo, are you serious, <laughs> 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 So, yo, so, I laughed. That first I book, laughed. Okay. I laughed. I laughed to keep from crying, bro. That first, I'm dead that first book. Because I couldn't, I couldn't fight all them niggas and win. It was no way. It was that many niggas he said in front of him. So if I would have stepped to everybody, I stepped to him out to fight a line of niggas. I couldn't fight all them niggas and win. So I internalized that shit. I said, yeah, I show your niggas. I never said nothing about me writing a book again. I locked it in the cell, came out with a book six months later. And when I hey. signed that fucking deal in prison, that same nigga that told me that was crying. Yo, yo, you told me, yo, <laughs> shout out, yo. I said, yo, you the same nigga that laughed at me. <laughs> like, big, big body nigga. I said, damn. This nigga gonna lie in my face? I said, fuck it, though. I decided to be a grown-ass man and, you know what I mean, not do what the nigga did to me. So, it was what it was. Yo, so you, That's uh, why I tell people this. Right? Say, this is important. Uh, Nobody don't believe your dream, bro. And they're not supposed to. That's why it's your dream. You gotta believe. Amen. You gotta do the things that you need to do to get your dream to where you need it to be. You, you started with Terry Woods, right? I signed with Terry Woods. She took a chance on me. Mm. Yeah, how, was, how was that relationship? Like, how'd that come about? <laughs> I think that shit is pretty much... That shit is like... That shit was like Kobe and Shaq. Mm. I was I was Kobe. She was Shaq. She was the established star. I was the unknown author. And, uh... She says to me one day... <laughs> So aside from jail, I don't even know how much I got from jail. I think I got I got twenty five hundred from jail. And she says to me, I come home from jail, 
I was on the last year, five years. I maxed it out. So she says to me, she says, you want your book to fly off the shelf? I'm like, yeah. You want to sell a lot of books? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she said, yo, put your name as co-author. Put my name as co-author on your book. I said, nah, I can't do that. I ain't seen when that's that with me. Nah, so I know. Hey, 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 Shannon, I thought you were going to say, no. No. I, that's <laughs> just, I said, I was like, yeah. That shit sold me the fuck up. Right. Right. Stealing? Stealing? Sobers me up. Right. Yeah. So I said, yo, I said to myself, I said, yo, if she was a, she was to put her name in my book, I must have a winner. You know what I'm saying? That shit just made me realize what I had. Right. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, that was career suicide for her to put her name on the unknown author book and it's a frock. Huh. Mm. Talk to me. Right. I right. knew it was a winner. Yo, but I already knew because the jails told me. And these hateful ass niggas, they don't lie to niggas. They want nothing better than to crush my dreams. They don't want to see me go home. They don't want to see me get on commissary. They don't want nothing good to happen to me. So when them niggas told me I had it, like LeBron James has it, Kobe Bryant had it, mm -hmm. I had it. It is talent. That's right. So I knew. I knew. I said, I felt like Jay-Z in that video. Mm, I take my chances. <laughs> what, so what That's what Jay said. As a result of it, y'all dissolved the relationship. What happened? The result of it was a hundred thousand. My first year home from jail at a dollar a book. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Okay. So now, so now I can't read. I can't read. So so now I can't really talk too bad about it. <laughs> nah, yeah. You know, I mean. So, yeah. so, so now. So if I did a hundred grand, she made five hundred, four hundred thousand, easy. Mm. So I'm counting on money. I'm like, yo, how much you need? She like, yo, don't count my money. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's how you. you, right? So I'm like, okay. So I know what she made, cause I know the game. Now I'm in the game. So I turned to her and I said to her one day, yo, I want to start a publishing company. She says to me, Why? What do you want to do that? See? You see the hate right Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you one thing about Boston Road niggas. They opportunists, but they don't mind nigga branching off when the time is right. That's you putting right. that work, you can branch off. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But not her. Is that is that Triple Crown Publishing? That's that show? Yeah. That's what that became. You know what I'm saying? So I can't go too much into that because I got sued for that. I got, I, uh, <laughs> I got sued for that. So I can't go too deep into that. What you did under her, pub, uh, well, her publishing deal, though? Oh, no, I had to leave her. Oh, because okay. she felt like she's, she was like God to me. At one point in time, she said, yo, I'm the reason you're getting your dick sucked now. I said, what? Damn. Came I was getting my dick sucked before this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So when she said that, so it was just like, like I said, you know, it's Kobe and Shaq. It's the best analogy I can give you. And she was Shaq. So she's a established star, and the ball goes into her. Now, Shaq 
think she could take anybody. He could take anybody. He could take two niggas because Shaq is a star. He's big. You know, he's that guy. But Kobe want to know if he could lead the league in scoring too. But Kobe mm-hmm. will never know if he can lead the league in scoring as long as Shaq is around and they run in the triangle offense because the triangle offense dictates the ball goes in to Shaq. Yeah, he's the ball. That's right. Right. And Shaq decides if he's going to, if he's double teamed, if he's going to kick it out or not. That's the best analogy I can give you. Tell me this though. What, what was your what was your first uh major investment that you made once the money started coming in? <laughs> oh shit, man. I don't want to talk about that, but the money came in, so <laughs> some hush shit. So 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 my first so so now I'm getting this money and she's like, yo, are you happy? She gave me like, you know, 10, 15,000, 25,000, whatever it was she was cutting a check for. And I always say that nobody in publishing got nothing on me but Terry Woods because she cut my checks. If you ain't cut my checks, you ain't did it like I did it. You ain't Terry Woods' sister soldier. You ain't did it how I did it. Mm-hmm. And I did it. I, I surpassed my mentor with the, with, the, with the money I was making, with the checks I was being cut. Nice. So my first deal was two book deal, 300,000. Nice. Nice. Real nice. Coming from the penitentiary. Coming from the penitentiary. Let me I'm following that. Let me ask you this though. So, and, and this is this, this might sound bold. When you was locked up, I'm sure you was hungry. The pen was on fire. When you got out, you had the same energy and, and, and inspiration for writing. You you really don't because, yo, you got these toys. I got this new truck, sixty thousand. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice day. So I want to want to drive it. Mm-hmm. I want to show off. You know what I'm saying? So you got to, that's when the discipline comes in. So now I got this daughter, the truck. My brother's like, yo, I wasn't talking no 60,000 truck on the street. I, I did it backwards. The mm-hmm. house gets you the car. The mm-hmm. car don't get you the house, bro. Yeah, yeah. I did it backwards to anybody listening. You know what I'm saying? So I don't give a fuck. Can nobody tell me nothing because they're not my life, they're not living my life. My father always say, if I was you, you're not me, bro. You're not me. I got to make the moves I got to make. You know what I'm saying? Make the mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Because if, 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 if I'm taking all everybody's advice, I'm making their mistakes too. Right. At the end of the day, you got to think about that. Yeah, you got to weigh that into the equation. People are living vicariously through you. and saying yeah. what they would do, but in their life, they made different decisions. Yeah. When they was Tell up. This. Um... As far as like the chronological order of, of 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 the books you put out, were they in that set mode, or you put some out and said? Hey, I only wrote one book. I wrote one book in jail, and after that, everything else is on the street. So it's be more careful. Bad yeah. girls never go home again. Dirty game. Bad girls for life, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Like you never forget that shit because they books was my babies before I had before I had kids. So when I was writing, be more careful. Like the underlying thing was like, what would I tell my daughter if I could, if I had a daughter, and I wound up having two daughters? You know what I'm saying? People don't get that. They don't get that message and be. So when I went to Baltimore, Baltimore had a profound effect on my life. The shit I saw out there in a little bit of time. I thought New York could prepare me for everything. It didn't. It was a whole different ball game out there. Whole different ball game. Like the shit was crazy. And I'm like, I'm like, I remember walking past the alley one night, I broke day, stayed in my man's house in the hood, 
walk past the alley, going back to the crib to get changed, to get dressed for the next day. And I saw a line. And I walked past the alley. I saw it, but I didn't see it. So I had to walk back and I reversed my steps and came back and I'm like, to see if I saw what I saw. Mm. And it was grown ass people standing quietly in a line like they're going to like they going on a school trip. Like what you just said, yo, if you say one more thing, we're not going on this trip. That's how they were standing. It's quiet right. as So I'm like, I said to my man, I said, yo, what the fuck is that? He said, yo, that's that dope. I said, uh, wow. Wow. So all I could say was wow. The niggas mm. had to have it. Like Baltimore is a different animal. I mean, like any east coast city any east coast port city you got baltimore you got you got you got new york you got uh mm. boston you got you got you got you got you got, you got, you got va hampton i think hampton and one of them any, any port city for some reason has a lot of dope in it i don't know what the what the fuck is that what was that about but yeah, that's what it is because it's coming in, coming in them ships and them yeah them exactly it's funny you talk about some shit be funny so like I said, like, you know, Baltimore was a different, yo, I never felt danger the way I felt in my life when I was in D.C., bro. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, Baltimore, you know, was treacherous and all that type of shit, but D.C. was super dangerous for a New York nigga, man. It was yeah. super dangerous, and niggas used to be like, yo, yeah, you going out? Oh, take this. Mm. This was just a gun. This was yeah. like my keys. Take this. Because it was like, yo, Jay-Z said, yo, you you like, damn, I was just with him yesterday. It was none of that. And I can remember my man, when I came home from jail, got back to death, Navon, he was like, yo, Navon. niggas ride around with it. You know what I'm saying right now? He was basically telling me that. And, you know, and I was telling him, I said, damn, nigga, yo, I did the bid, I did three and a half years, he came home and I met him. I met up with him out there. And I was like, damn, nigga, like, you can still, you can still, you know, you do anything with your life. And he wound up getting, he wound up getting murdered that summer. And I'm like, damn, that shit, like, that shit still fucks me up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was a, when I wrote my book, I was like, damn, I'm here for a reason. Like, I'm not here, you know, to spread stupidity. So I wanted to give you the game from the flip side of the game. So that's why my books never ended in good ways. I'm as conscious to make that decision. Like, I didn't want to lead anybody to the street. Mm. So when I think about things, I think about, you know, what my mother say in a situation like this. I think about what my father say in a situation like this. You know what I'm saying? And I try to give it to you like that. When I need motherly advice, when I need fatherly advice, I try to give it to you like that. I don't try to like, yo, candy coat this shit. This shit is dangerous. This shit, you know, you might not live long enough to make all the mistakes I made. I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Yeah. In hindsight, if I knew a lot of niggas that I befriended wasn't going to be my friend, I would never befriended them. Yeah. Yeah. In, hindsight. in hindsight but you don't know that until you get a situation and see what it is you think it don't show up and you like it's life or death and you think it don't show up for you then you like damn like yo i never pulled up i had niggas i had good friends but who 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 i surrounded myself with people who 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 protected my life with theirs and that's the best way i could put it bro yeah, that protected my life with death. Yo, that's What's deeper than that? So, when a couple years ago, I was at my man's father's funeral. Oh, dang, God bless the dead. And I, a lady who didn't know, you know, our relationship, she said to his mother, she says, yo, who's that right there? And she whispered to her, but I can hear her. 
She said, yo, that's like a son to me. And I'm like, damn. Like, I did good. You know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe. I still hold it down. Even my man was gone 20 some, 30 some odd years. Yeah, I still yeah. was around his family. I still, you know, saw his father off to his grave because I knew he would do it for me. Yeah. yeah. And that meant everything. When I heard his mother say that, that was the world for me. Yo, let me ask you this. Um, with all this technology, has that changed the process of writing and marketing the book? Of course. What's so what's different? Word of mouth used to sell a book. It doesn't sell a book no more. Now these niggas got I got roaches in my in my kitchen type shit. All type of type of names. Uh R. Kelly type of shit. Uh I was coming out the closet. Niggas are doing all type of dumb shit and good books don't really sell. Good books can fall between the cracks no more. It's not how it used to be for often. Like you had to have the work. Well, your work, your work, your work is pretty much pretty critically acclaimed, man. Being on the top 100 bestseller list for African Americans, the Literature Book Club. Man, was on yo, this- I was yo, I was dominating the college-dominated profession, and I dropped out of I dropped out of high school in 10th grade to sell crack in DC. You know how that was? I know what the fuck I was writing about. I lived a fucking certain amount of life. These niggas is faking. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't live the life they, 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 they think they're talking about. So I understood that when you don't know what you talk about, be vague about what you don't want you talk about. But if you know what you're talking about, expand on that shit. Cause niggas need to know. Right. Niggas need to, real niggas gonna feel you. Fake niggas ain't gonna feel you. If you know what you know. You know what, you you know know. what I'm saying? So, you know, my mother used to say, yo, Shannon. Hey, Shannon, what you want to eat, sleep, and run the streets? She said that to me. Mm. And she was right. That's <coughs> all I wanted to do at a certain point in my life. That's that shit excited me. These niggas excited me. The game excited me. But till I got to that point, eleven years in prison, I was like, nah, this ain't it, bro. This ain't it. Did you work? Did you work with other authors and collab and collaborate with, with other authors on books? I don't really know how to write with nobody else because to me that shit is like. That shit is personal. That shit is so what, private. What, what was Concrete Jungle about? Wasn't that with other authors? Well, that was my brother-in-law. I just put him on. That was my brother-in-law. I put him on a game of story. You know what I'm saying? I always put niggas on. You know what I'm saying? My, my tree is extensive. Like, yeah. I put Nikki Turner on. Who was Vicky? Who was Vicky Stringer before she met me? Like, like who are these people? Like, you know what I'm saying? They didn't even have the chips. I had chips first. So I put a lot of people on. It was just like to me it was the block again. Like my thing, like if you're not if you're not striving to be the boss, what are you striving to be? Yeah. Be a worker all your life? I know a nigga who had, you know, 20, 30,000 clothes and no V. Like I didn't understand that. That's regular today though, right? You see a lot but he just wanted that. he he didn't want he didn't want to go into he didn't want to he didn't want the he didn't he didn't want the uh the stress of going to get work, bag it up chop it up and, and, and distribute it he didn't want that he just wanted all he wanted the package that's what he had were there were there any uh notable celebrities that 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 were the first ones to show you support or show you the most support out of the, like you know the r&b or, or rap hip-hop community and it was changing faces it was a lot of people like it was changing faces you know what i'm saying Maybe Noriega from Capone Noriega. It was a lot of people who who been in them systems. You know what I'm saying? That you know they know who I am. I'm a jailhouse legend <laughs> in jail. 
<laughs> like I was the first to do it. Like I mean, I ain't gonna lie. It was just the soldier and Terry Woods, and then it was me. I was the third nigga in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was the third person in. Yo, let me. And let me, they had they had a five year run on me, and I walked mm-hmm. them down. I walked them down. Like it was crazy, man. And that shit, that jealousy, and then, and then one day I see since the soldier wrote like I was sharing the home before sharing the home. I said, what? Wow. I said, damn, that shot's fire. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I couldn't understand it. Like, he was sharing the homes before they was a sharing the homes. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I never I never met that person. I never met that lady. I read her books. So I couldn't really understand that. I didn't know how to take that, man. You know. That's flattery. Okay, that's flattery. Because that's, that's yeah. in the work that you I didn't take it. I wasn't flattered, bro. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's acknowledging. Like, I was insulted. I was, I was, I was insulted. I ain't gonna lie. I was insulted, and I was like, "Yo, like, what you saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm getting too close to you, like, or something? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because that's recognizing Sean, though. That's saying like, yo, nah, she was not. She was not saying that, oh, bro. Yeah, we know she was being. We know she was being salty with it, but that's her saying, like, yo, she I was being sarcastic with that. So she heard. She heard the whispers. You know what I'm saying? Because. Me and her was at the same company. Like I said, when I found that, when I signed that two book deal for three hundred thousand. Oh, she was on Terry Woods. Yo, t- no, no, she uh, was in Simon Schuster. So I come in, I come in the office, I come in the office, I look on the bulletin, I look on the production bulletin board, I see Walter Mosley, who I read in jail, I see Wendy Williams, who was on the radio, and I see Sister Soldier, and I see me, my name Shannon Holmes, and I'm looking at that shit like. How the fuck did I get here? Mm-hmm. I had a couple moments like that. Like I was in Utah at the Sundance Film Festival, and uh, somebody told me to come there on some hood shit. <laughs> I guess there <laughs> because they got no seat for me. But I'm in I'm in the film festival, so the white lady come to me. She like, yo, there's no standing up in here. I'm like, damn, they about to kick me out. She's like, nah, nah, nah. Come sit down, sit down right here. So who she sitting next to? Danny Glover? Get out of here. Yo, bro. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Wow. She sit me next to Danny Glover, common sense, and Omar from the wire. I could have grabbed popcorn from Danny Glover's fucking popcorn he was eating if I wanted to, bro. I said, yo. So that was the moment I was like, yo, how the fuck did I get here? Like, like, yo, I, used to go, I used to be places and like, yo, I wish my niggas was here. Right. Like, I was in Chicago one time, nigga got the sign out, come off the plane, and they got the sign out with my name on it. And he like, yo, I'm like, yo, Shannon, that's me. He like, you Shannon Holmes? I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo. I'm like, because you know, when they, when you sign to a big publishing deal, they roll out the red carpet for you, my nigga. Yeah. I've been five star hotels where you can't even get to the floor that you got the key. The elevator don't even go to the floor. You gotta put a certain key into the elevator to go to that floor. I'm eating breakfast three hundred dollars and wonder what I ate that cost three hundred dollars. Let me let me ask you though. Let me add two 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 things. With, um, because you're talking about the film stuff. So my wife got me watching the um the call. What is the call? Weber family business joint. When we get in a be more careful film or TV adaptation. We working Man. on it right now because yo, I've been smart though with my shit though. Like, like I had dudes try to woo me. I turned down a lot of deals, bro, because I'm gonna do the deal that's gonna make my daughters happy 
Oh, my grandkids happy when I'm not. They're not in their. They're not in their childbearing years yet, but they're getting there. That's going. You know, make them happy when I'm ashes to ashes and dust to dust. You know what I'm saying? Because I went to. My thing was this. Nigga said, "Yo, I'll give you like what you told me, like 60, 50 to seventy thousand for the movie." For and I was movie. like, "Yeah, that's the best you can do." I told the nigga, I said, "Joe, I ain't come this far to come this far. Yeah. I came this far to come all the way." My nigga, I've been in civil courts. I've been niggas trying to run up in my crib all over. Be more careful, money. Mm. Niggas trying to run up in my crib, bro. I got the ratchet. I'm telling my 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 girl who became my wife. I'm like, yo. I'm like, yo, niggas try to get up in here. You believe me? She's like, I don't know what to believe. You scare me with that gun. Oh, I said, oh, I'm scaring you with this gun? But the, but imagine what they would do with, the, with their guns. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yo, bro, it's a dirty game out here, bro. Niggas don't give a fuck how you got money. You got it. You got it. You got it. Uh, You got lawsuit money. You got inherited it. You sell cracks. If you got it, they coming to get it, bro. Get it. Yo, and then the other thing I want to ask you, because you were saying like how how they roll out the red carpet, publishing companies do the same shit like like record labels do, like they advance you money and and they they on the back end they get it back. Yo, you get the change. So, like I said, I got the three hundred thousand, but I had to earn that shit back at probably like 85, 75 cents a book. Mm. We all know books don't cost seventy five cent a book. They <laughs> fifteen dollars. Come on, bro. Same right. shit. So when I'm asked that, so I'm I'm not never gonna see a royalty check again. Damn. My my my, my kids kids might. Not my kids. Tell me this yeah. though, right? Um, you know how like the music the music game got it where gold is five hundred thousand, uh, platinum is a million. What is considered like platinum as far as book sales? Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Mm. The average book, the average book only sell fifty thousand in their lifetime. And these niggas be like, "Yo, I'm best seller, nigga. You fucking lying." Mm. Y'all did a hundred thousand my first year. Then when I came with Simon Shoes, they sat me in the office like, "Yo, like you're blessed. Like you did that in one year." Mm. Mm. Wow. Like when I got to that status, it was like people trying to do. I was kind of a little arrogant. I was a little rough around the edges because. Where I'm from, but you, if you, we fight if you offend me. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So niggas was offending me, trying to give me the, and I was ready to fight these niggas, and I was going at these niggas next, and they was like, "You're not never gonna make it in this game." <laughs> 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 they was like, "Yo, something's wrong with me because I wouldn't sign them deals that they was trying to sign because I, I understood like these niggas is paper gangsters. They will take your life with the swipe of a pen." Right. It's over. Right. You better have good lawyers. And I learned that early in the game. And I had good representation. Mm. Tell you what, brother, if, if they if they ever did a biopic, right? Who would out of out of all celebrities out there that you observe, who would you rather play your part for your for your for your for your, for your story? I don't know, man. I'm a funny nigga. I don't know. It couldn't be fifty. <laughs> I mean, but 50, you know, we live, our lives are parallel, but he's, you know, he's a different type of dude from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be 50, I don't know. Couldn't be Idris Elba, because I say Idris Elba ain't got nothing on me but a couple of mil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question, man. I don't know. I don't know, but, like, I think, you know, always What about Makai Pfeiffer? Makai Pfeiffer? Nah, he, he, he. 
Makai probably. Makai probably. <laughs> but like, like, we played Mitch. like I always say, I'm a combination of everybody I've met in my life, bro. I'm a combination of everybody I met in my life. I had good friends. I had, you know, I had, you had to be a good friend to be a, to be a good friend, bro. So I'm a combination right. of all them dudes, man. You know what I'm saying? All them dudes, like, you know, you know, one of my best friends, you know, Junie, Lionel Cook, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, bro, like, I've been through a lot with that dude, man. A lot. A lot. You know what I'm saying? I've seen my man smack niggas and, you know, I've been a skate key where, I, you know, we about to get jumped. We surrounded. And I'm, all I'm thinking is, yo, yo, bro, don't run. I can't go back to the block. So I'm thinking. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, bro, like. My friends, though, my friends is everything to me, man. I'm no smaller than my friends. That's it. Yeah. What's the benefits of being self-published versus being with a publisher? Money. <laughs> if you can make it. Because, because if you if you self-publish and you can and you can sell the books, of course you gonna make more, right? No, but but but, but uh, publishing they roll out a machine for you. They roll out. They got a they got a publishing machine. They got a publishing machine. I just had to close, had to close some up in the middle mm-hmm. of the street. Yeah. It's all good. So money, if you can make it, if you're independent, but you got to have a name, it's different. Like I said, it's like, this is like wrestling now. It's like WWF right now, man. These niggas is not who they say they are. <laughs> if you believe them, they are who they say they are, but they're not who they say they are. Everybody trying to... the way to go now, though? Huh? Is self-publishing the way to go now, though? It's what everybody's doing. When I came out... I came over from jail. You needed five to ten thousand to get to be a self-published author. Now you click a button, you need a couple hundred. You on Amazon? Get a book cover, ISBN number, good to go. So that's the way the world right now. You know what I'm saying? These niggas is like crabbing the barrel. They fighting for their names right now. But I'm already I made my name. Like you know, niggas know I'm the chick. Like you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to. You know, you gonna get your money's worth when you bang with me, but. These niggas, you can allowed to get anything. Niggas selling 99 cent books. Come on, dog. <laughs> 99 cent. They don't even sell 99 cent eggs. Yeah, 99 cent milk. <laughs> you get me? You feel me? Oh, man. But niggas are selling 99 cent books. Come on, bro. Talk about what it, what it went to go into to, to Bad Girls. Uh, what was it? Bad Girls. That was my. That was the second book. Of, of, of my publishing deal, Bad Girls was the first, and Bad Girls for Life was the, no Bad Girls. It was be more careful was the first. No, it was Never Go Home Again. Never Go Home Again was going to be my first book, but it was a Sunday morning in jail, and they dropped the papers. I had to read the paper from cover to cover in jail, and I read what I like first, which is the sport page, and everything else second. So on this particular Sunday. I was in Pennsylvania locked up and it was the Philadelphia Inquirer and I read this paper it was Omar Tyree off of Omar Tyree he wrote uh, Bad Girls and every time I see him he always tell me you always tell me always tell me the story because he changed my life bro and he said women are the biggest buyers of books I said a light bulb went off in my head I said this is he's doing what I want to do he said, so I said, I better make me some strong female characters and change this book because my my second book, Never Go Home Again, which they killed me. They hate me for that, but because they want that girly girl shit. And I switched it up on them. 
And I wrote a, something that was close to my life. Which was my friend, my, me and my man, ordained story. But they, I called them Owen that book. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, like I said, it was a little bit of, was a little bit of Boston Road in there. But it's, it's going to be a lot more Boston Road than Boston Road and Fist because... Like, I don't get these niggas. I heard these niggas saying, yo, how long he was out here? Like, you can't question that. I grew up out there. <laughs> I ain't grew up in Hillside, but I grew up there. If I was in Hillside so much, you'd have thought I lived in Hillside. You know what I'm saying? But this is what these do, man. They don't respect it. Like, they just want to just wanna, just wanna question you. I had to fight the same niggas I looked up to. Like, because there's no way, like, you're going to tell a nigga, like, I'm going to go in his pockets when I see him and I ain't going, nigga, I grew up underneath you. You taught me what to do in that situation, so I'm going to handle it how you would. Where you, where you need to be handled, that's right. So we got to fight. Those are fighting words. This is like you talking about my mother. You going to go in my pocket when you see me? What? I'm saying the nigga wanna. The nigga mother live a block away from my mother. I looked, I see the car, I said, yo, that's the nigga right there. Mm. He kept going. I see the nigga on, on Bronxwood. Yo, what up? Nigga like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. Nah, nah, what's up with that shit you said? <laughs> oh, yo, let's meet in 78. So anyway, I had some other niggas meeting me. Like some film niggas read me around, around in the area, scouting some shit out. So I got kind of lost up. So the next time the nigga stood up on me, I was on Laconia. Nigga said, yo, let's go to 79. Pull that fucking car over. Let's fight right here, right now. You know what I'm saying? Bitch ass nigga, I ain't gonna mention his name, but you know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas, like, I don't really fuck with Boston Road like that no more, man. Like, like I said, this, this, it's a couple incidents they put me in that I wasn't even home for that they put me with. So I can't really, uh, I don't really respect that. And, and, and if you knew what happened, and if you knew what was happening, and, and you didn't say nothing, you just done with me. All of them. Did you end up? Did you end up doing a, a film for um for, for Hard White? Yeah, but I did. I I, I didn't finish it. I didn't oh. finish it. You are, are you are you intend on finishing it though? Because I saw at like, some point in time I want to redo it. I want to scrap everybody and redo it. Yeah, the stripper still there. So yeah, but I never got a chance to finish it. I was sometimes yo. You never know your business partner. You never know your girl that you live with her, and you never know your business partner. To do business with them, and you never know your, you never know your friend, but you get in trouble with them. Those are three things in life. I just told you, <laughs> you just don't know. Facts, facts. Okay. Yo, because when you live with your girl, all that makeup comes off. You see at her lowest lows. You, you go in the bathroom and you smell her stinky ass. <laughs> you like, yo, damn, you, you bitch, you stink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Do your business partner when the money comes involved, yo, bro. You be, people are not themselves, man. Money, money don't change people. Money exposes people. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It shows you who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you're getting friends, you know, I had niggas I got in trouble with. Niggas were stone cold killers. We get locked up. Thank niggas you. ain't who they was on the street. Niggas trying to get back to the streets, bro. Yo, how do, how do we get people to become more readers? The, liter- the literacy rate in this planet or in, in America is pretty high. Not as much for Ma- African Americans. I think whites are more like 35%, Hispanic 35, 34%. African Americans is 23%, but that's still high. How do we get people into reading books 
I mean, you got to get something they can relate to. When I was a little kid, I read Doctor, I read basketball books about Legend of Doctor J and all that type. I said it had to be something I liked before I read. It's only till I got in prison that I started exploring other things like religion, uh, history. You know what I'm saying? You know the reason they say the rich get rich and the poor get poor because there always be more rich people than poor people, and poor people will always be the burden bearer of the taxes. That's why these these rich white motherfuckers, they got people in Congress. Yo, yo, the government does not run America. Corporations run America. America, yo, they will not, the government will not make you take the vaccines. The corporations will make you take the vaccines. You want to go to a concert? You got your vaccination card. You want to go on that flight? You got your vaccination card. You want to go to the movies? You got that vaccination card. You want to go to the restaurant? You got that vaccination card. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, yo, bro, I was able to explore, and when I was hungry for knowledge, the older dudes in prison, they used to feed me shit. And I was consuming these books at, a, at an insatiable rate. I read so many good books, man. And like I said, a good book, it doesn't matter if a black man or a white man, but a good book will move you to emotion. You know what's what I'm saying? That, what's that one book that put you to the tipping point, to where you was like, yeah. I mean, I read a book called, uh, that made me mad, it was called, I read this book in jail, right? Mm. That I thought was trash, and I saw the cover, because people do dream a book by a cover, it's called Coffee Gonna Make You Black. I walked by that book for six months, until I read all the books that I could read, and then I read that book. That book was a good fucking book. But a good book was called, but let me tell you, a good book was called, uh, Eyes to My Soul, Tyrone Power, about corruption, in the in the fucking in the in the, in the fucking uh, what's the name of that agency? Uh, he was a state trooper, and he exposed the corruption in the state trooper in Maryland. And they fucking they raided his mother's house for his dead brother. These fucking bastards. Mm. For his dead brother, That's they knew crazy. his brother was dead. They was trying to put pressure on him. That's state how they trooper. work. That's how they work. I yeah. to my soul, Tyrone Powell, read that book. The spook that said, I read so many books. I read books about religion and symbolism. I read everything, bro. I read uh, James uh, James Allen, As a Man Thinketh. That's a good book. But I remember a dude told me, this is this, this is a very good story. A dude told me, he told me, I read something called, uh, uh, what the fuck was the name of that book? Anyway, I can't think of the name of the book right now. But dude told me, he said, yo, older dude he said so sometimes you gotta take a shot in the dark you might hit something and i watched this dude take a legality a shot in the dark on technicality and overturn his case and walk home a free man so when it came my chance my shot in the dark was right in the terry woods mm. that was my shot in the dark i took that chance mm. you know what i'm saying i wrote to her and she wrote back to me surprisingly I said, oh my God, I'm scared. Dude said, so she said, send me your book. Send me a self just envelope with your book. I said, yo, this book is going one way from me to you. Because I knew I had it. Because the jails already told me I had yeah, it. Yeah, all the main ingredients. So I sent it to her. And her next letter was, I'm going to sign you to a five-year deal. I said, I told my man, shoot. I said, yo, I'm, I'm scared. 
He said she would have signed me to a five years deal because I didn't know if I could do it. I did it once. But my brother, my, my, my brother, my middle brother always said, he said, yo, I did it before and I could do it again. Anything you did before, you can do it again because you know the way. So, so I said that to say this. The same structure I use for Be More Careful, I use for eight more books. Because I did it before. So I did it again. You never deviate from the script. Right. I didn't deviate from it. Right. What would you recommend someone trying to do to get a right. book? What do you need to do to get a book deal if you're looking to get Don't a book? Don't look for one. <laughs> <laughs> write a good write the I would recommend write the book you want to read. Mm. That's the best thing I could tell you. So I wrote the book. So my favorite book was Black Girl Lost by Donald Goins. Yeah, I like so that. So I said when I wrote I when I wrote Be More Careful, that was my 2000 Black Girl Lost. That was my 1999 Black Girl Lost. I'ma update this shit. Write that. Mm-hmm. Write the book you want to read. Everything. Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Yeah, I was so. I don't know about you, but we were talking about earlier. We were talking about film adaptations. I was so disappointed. Why I think Irv Gotti did Never Die Alone. Did he try to do Never? Yeah. Die Alone? I seen that shit, but that wasn't nothing because that wasn't. That, he didn't even have the the market. We just. It was just a black folks market. But did you see True to the Game? Nah, I didn't see it. Was it was it good? Was it was it good? I didn't see it. My screen is frozen. Mm. <laughs> Negative. Trash. Not trash. It was hot trash. Hot garbage. Not regular garbage. It was hot garbage. Oh, damn. Nah, bro. Like, but this shit. But you gotta go on Tubi. It's a lot of shit that's coming to light right now, bro. Like, it's a lot of good shit that don't got the big budgets, though. Yo, let me say. It's funny you say that. Let me say this. Cause I've been, I've been telling Rob for a minute. I watch a lot of those flicks on Amazon Prime, and a lot of flicks you see on you Amazon. Were, you wasted a lot of time of your life, dog. I can tell nah, you that. Nah, nah, yo, yo, I'm telling you, yo, those are those are shits <laughs> with people with yo low high call and low budgets with people like you said, people who had a dream and they put yo. it together. Now is the writing great? Nah, but to see somebody something that somebody sat down and wrote like some sort of screenplay and try to put it to fruition. I don't you know, got that time. I don't got that time. But one thing, I, when I feel like I watch a bad movie, I feel like I wasted 30 minutes of my life. <laughs> you know, it tells me what not to do, but it's some, it's the, 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 the Detroit movement right now. Detroit got the game in the headlock right now. A whole bunch of movies. That's what I was going to say. A lot of them shits come out of Detroit. I that shit. You see that shit? I think Bulletproof Love or some shit like that. Yo, this shit, yo. Does it have a sequel? The storyline story is crazy. It's, yeah. It may not execution might not come up with the storyline. I give it the pass on the visual. Mm-hmm. But yo, Detroit got it right now. Yeah, yo, a lot. I'm just of, trying to get. I'm just trying to get in it. But yeah, I ain't gonna lie. A lot. I ain't gonna lie. See, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what appeals to me about it because I'm like, yo, these people. I've yo personally, I've seen like big budget movies that I'm like, yo, this shit is trash. I wasted two hours. Right. So yeah. somebody had it in the hood finance they own joint out of their pocket scrape their coins together and they put it on the screen i'm like yo i'm gonna give this a look and see what this look like you're right some of them be trash but some of them i'm like yo i see where they was going and if they had the right you know the right budget and the right people working with them they could have something yeah but at the end of the day man it's you got to be careful with that what you put on the atmosphere because once you put it on the atmosphere you're judged on that you you, you can't get that back you feel what i'm saying People don't, yo, I thought that, like, I thought that, you know, I came into this game not looking for a friend or enemy, and I found them both. 
poor little black boy from the Bronx. I found them both. But my phone about to die, bro. I got like three percent. I gotta yo. cut out. I stopped yo. and talked to y'all, bro. Yo, 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 I'm sorry, bro. It was a rough day today. But you know, I couldn't no let you down, Rob. You know what I'm saying? I told you I gave you my word. My word is my bond. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate you doing this, man. This is such a great, it's a great moment for me. And my and my fellas, man. I but I gotta sit down with you again, man. While I'm warm and I'm cold, I gotta give you the inside, man. So let's just do it like a next week or two weeks from now. I gotta give you the inside of everything because I don't give a fuck about none of these niggas. You did me wrong. I'm telling on you, dumbass nigga. Fuck it. <laughs> like you know, even even my block, man. I can't even I can't even rep that no more, man. Because I said, man, these dudes, man. It just hurt my heart, man. Like you know, they they they, they took it somewhere they didn't have to go, man. Like you know, they you know. It was a sad situation between both of my friends. Both of them was my friends, but just one was closer to me than the other because one one was my age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a sad situation. So, yeah, yeah I got to get back in here, bro. I got to get back in at a better time. I had to stop. You know what I'm saying? Got out of the cab and stop. You know what I'm saying? To talk to you at the first fucking light I saw because I know light is important, baby. Yeah, one thing right. in movies, one thing in yeah. movies, two things can be compromised the visual or the audio mm-hmm. cannot be compromised. Right. There you go. Right. All right, bro. I'm freezing my ass off, but I holla, I holla at y'all. Thank you for having me. You know what I'm saying? Send me a text, Rob. I'm, I'm going to hit you with my number. We talk. All right. Thank yeah. you, all bro. Peace, bro. Peace, no Thank problem. You, Thank bro. you. Peace. There you have it. Shannon Holmes, everybody. Shannon Holmes, the big homie, son. Yo, hey. Everybody there is one of my favorite, probably my favorite interview. Yo, son, he gave us a lot of he gave us a lot of hometown history. That's what I'm sitting here bugging like he's just opening up the Pandora's box. And trust me, that's his role. That's his role. Right when we have him sitting down, and he's sitting in the house. We could probably I'll have be right Shannon. back. We'll be have Shannon Holmes on here for like three hours. The brother's a, he's a deep brother as you can see. Yeah, he's so and he ra- and he ra- yo he pretty much raised me. He told me what to stay away from, and I did it. Keeping it real, son. Yeah. So yo, we appreciate everybody for uh, for tuning in tonight. It's our first interview of the new year. We got another interview coming up next week. We got yo, we got quite a few interviews already lined up. So yo, just keep. Yeah, we got some nice surprises. Make sure you keep tuning in. Salute everybody. Have a good evening. Yo, peace.